This episode of the Happy Hour is brought to you by Ovation Bistro and Bar. Ovation Bistro and Bar is the perfect alternative to the chain restaurants in the Davenport area. Come and check us out on Highway 27, one mile south past Posner Park and Deer Creek Shopping Plaza. We smoke all of our meats in-house and specialize in beef, brisket, pulled pork, and pulled chicken. We also have steaks, chicken, pasta, and tacos. Come and enjoy our two-for-one well drinks, wines, and $4 mixed drinks. You can reach them at 863-354-6967, Ovation Bistro, where we find the extraordinary is ordinary. Hello, internets. My name is Johnny Womack, and of course I got my main man, Deuce. What's going on, man? Hey, Deuce. Of course, this is the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, and every episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with a happy Deuce salute. Good times, man. Good, Good times. Time. We're a twice-weekly podcast, dropping episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure, and we'd love to have guests with us on the Happy Hour with Johnny we and do, Deuce. We do, and we got two special guests with us today from the MDMA, from the MDA, Team Arrow. <laughs> uh... Of course, we have introduce yourselves, and your name is. My name is Brian Wensloff. I'm team captain. And next to Brian, I'm Nicole. Awesome. And of course, uh, you may have heard them before because they've been on a podcast before. We were at Sci-Fi Bartow. Yep. Uh, and uh, the, the second annual Sci-Fi Bartow. And um, yeah, so welcome back to the Happy Hour and Johnny and Deuce. Ah, thank you. Thank In you. studio now. So In studio. So yeah, yeah it's, we call it the. Uh, Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce, Studio South at Casa de Deuce. At Casa de Deuce, of course. Is where we're rolling tonight. But uh, tell us all about your event that's going on at Emerald City Comics, which is going to be May May 2nd, 2nd. which Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce is going to be there for. Tell us what all you got going on, man. Well, uh, I've uh, teamed up with Emerald City Comics and Clearwater uh, to help raise money and awareness for Muscular Dystrophy Association. Uh, so when we created this muscle walk team, we're a huge Arrow fans. So we called ourselves Team Arrow, and uh, we're gonna be raffling off some items, and we're gonna have some art prints that are gonna be basically walk away uh, table uh, donations. Uh, we're gonna have some great artists, local artists. Uh, so it's uh, gonna be a win-win situation for everybody. Uh, Emerald City Comic, nice, really good artist, and uh, awareness for MDA, and. Um, some of the artists that we're going to be having, a uh, good artist by the name of Steve Lydic from Naples, Florida. Uh, probably the top colorist, I think, in the state of Florida. Uh, does a lot of uh, great coloring work. Uh, we're going to have Josh Bauer, who is a fantastic painter. Um, he's uh, hopping into the comic scene here. And uh, Derek Fish, who is the creator of The Wellkeeper, which is a, a, a very good uh, independent comic if you're uh, local shop has it. Uh, if not, just ask for the Wellkeeper. I'm sure they can get it. Uh, Timothy Yen uh, out of Melbourne, another great artist. And uh, Jeff Balk, who uh, just actually became a Floridian, uh, moved down from Wisconsin. Uh, he's another great colorist, but he's also a penciler and inker as well. And uh, Gray Hollow, uh, can't say anything bad about this guy. He's fantastic. Look him up on Facebook. He has probably... I think one of the best Venoms I've ever seen. Uh, and then we're going to have uh, Israel Otero, who, uh, once again, like, you know, I mean, 
it's a win for everybody. These yeah. are all fantastic. Support your local artists, definitely. Exactly. Definitely, yeah. And uh, they were all happy to uh, to help support MDA. Uh, they, you know, just went on Facebook and messaged him, talked to him a little bit, and told him what was going on. And they all, like, dropped a hat and said, yeah, they'll do it. Well, that's awesome. And on top of that, you told us it's going to be $20 is all you got to pay, and then they're going to do a cover for you? That's right. Uh, that's amazing. That's a steal right there. That that's awesome. That is a steal of the deal. And, you know, I've seen some of these sketch covers uh, that uh, Emerald City has donated to us. Uh, we have a couple uh, Hawkeye uh, blanks, and I believe there's uh, Flash, Batgirl, Batman, and uh, we're going to have at least 50 of these. Nice. And, uh, wow. For $20, you can take it to any of the attending artists, uh, and they will do a sketch for you. That's amazing. And uh, it, MDA is something that's kind of you know touched you on a personal level, Brian. Yeah, it has. Um, when I was ten, going on eleven, I uh, was living in San Diego, California, and uh, went to Children's Hospital and was uh, diagnosed with CMT, shark, shark tooth Marie, shark Marie tooth, excuse me, uh, which is um, affects the the hands and the lower limbs. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of hard to talk about, right. um, you know, cause a lot of people don't understand. And then it, it's just something that's, this is a, a cause that, I mean, there's lots of diseases in this, um, muscle, muscle dystrophy association. They have over 40 different types and uh, mine's a minor one, uh, which does have its setbacks, but uh, I love to bring awareness to the whole company here of uh, neuromuscular diseases. Um, had a lot of friends that had uh, certain diseases that didn't make it past 13. Wow, wow! So that's something that, you know. You know, Deuce and I, we both, you know, we we we're the big believer of giving back to the yes, community and yes, giving back are. to people because Very much so. you know, and and we're a we're supporting we're supporting local artists, we're supporting you know the MDA and Team Arrow. I mean, you guys are awesome doing your thing, and we're big proponents of that, and we love that you guys are doing this. Definitely. And uh, we got to meet you guys, you know, like I said at Sci-Fi Barto um, in uh, Barto, Florida, and you guys are awesome. And uh, you know, that's what's so great about this whole thing is like yeah, you know it's, we it's we, like a it's, it's like, like a family, family yeah. if you will, exactly. yeah, because yeah. you know. We, we, me and you, of of course, had met through Facebook, which was awesome. Um, and then we hooked up with our good friend Sean and Lori, who run Sci-Fi Barto, which is awesome. And you know, it grows and it grows as a family. And uh, I, I, I've always said, you know, our pack podcast has been a grassroots podcast. We started just with a few friends and a few followers, and we've grown to what we are now. And we want to give back because, in my opinion, that's the most important thing. It, it's not the 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 followers. It's not the sponsors. It's what do you give back to you? And to me, this cause is super important. It's something that hits close to home with me. I, a lot like you, got diagnosed with Parkinson's very early in my life. So, like, I understand. Like, I get that. Like, being so young, being told, hey, you've got this like life-threatening illness like i get it like i understand so to be able to give back to something like that is huge so anything we can do to help we want to do um and we're so so glad to be coming out to emerald city comics um and having such a good time which speaking of that and good times kind of to brighten the mood and to bring the level up a little bit we're gonna have an awesome cake from sugar and slice that's gonna be there which is gonna be awesome 
Um, and what else we got going on that day? Uh, well, the day <laughs> it also happens to be the day after Avengers: Age of Ultron. Oh, that's things. right. Mm-hmm. And, and people have heard about that movie, huh? That one's coming around. Yeah, yeah. me and you are trying to get our tickets now yep. because we're going to fork and screen that bitch. Yep. So I mean, you know, I mean, the whole world must know what you know Avengers: Age of Ultron is now. Oh yeah. The second, much, uh, yeah. the second Marvel movie done by the amazing Joss Whedon. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that movie. Uh, it's also since it's the first Saturday in May, it's free comic book day. Exactly, yep. which is going to be awesome. So uh, they're going to be giving a lot, a lot of free comics, and we're going to be there from, if I remember correctly, we're going to be there from eleven to nine. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a great day. So come out anytime during the day. Come out and see us. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. We're going to be live podcasting. Yeah. All day, so, so I mean, all you happy hour listeners out there, if you can make it down to Clearwater, come yeah, on and support your boys. Because we you know? know we've got a big contingency in Clearwater. I, the the been, numbers do not lie. They, they do not. I mean, Clearwater, you have spoken. You listen to us. So uh, we want we want to give back to you guys. So definitely come down. And if you're in Clearwater, if you're not, you want to make the drive down there. You're local, come down and check it out. Support Team Arrow. Support the MDA uh, Muscle Walk. And, you know, um, come and get some free comics while you're down there. It's going to be a lot There's of some, fun. Lot you of can also get pictures taken. There'll be some people cosplaying as superheroes. Yep. So get your picture taken. Get some autographs there as well. It'll be a lot, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it should be fun. Yeah. And if you can't make it down and still would love to donate to MDA, if you visit MDA.org, uh, that is the official national page, you could also uh, search in there for our Muscle Walk team. It would be under Muscle Walk in Tampa Bay. Team Arrow, uh, we have a donation page. Which um, the address I don't have offhand, but uh, it is connected to the mda.org main website that you can go and just under Muscle Walk and awesome, you can find man. it. Awesome, definitely go and check that out. Yeah, you know, it, every little bit helps. So exactly, I mean, every little bit helps. Yeah. Uh, just a, a little bit about uh, MDA and how much uh, a donation goes. Uh, it may not sound a lot, but sixty-five dollars, one minute of research. Wow, that one minute could be the answer. Yeah. Um. I believe it's eight hundred dollars sends a kid to camp. Wow! For the summer and That's this awesome. year, this year because May second kicks off our 2016 Muscle Walk donation uh, round. I guess we should say um, this year for 2015 we've raised just just over eight hundred dollars. Wow! So we've sent a, a child to camp. That's, That's amazing. Awesome. That's awesome. So. Well, I think our goal should be as a happy hour with Johnny Deuce. Next year, we send two kids to camp. We should at do least. at least at so. least send two kids to yep. camp next year. So, and th- I mean, this is something that you know, you, you, when you're new to this stuff, like you learn and you see what how things work and how things shape. And like I, I'm gonna be honest, this is new to me. I've I've you know been blessed. I don't had any diseases so far, and and my kids are healthy and all that. So like, but I know people that have been touched by it, you know, yeah. and like that hits home. And like we said, we're all a family. So like, yeah, for me, it's like I I'm not really been in the MDA world, so I don't know a lot about it. So you guys have opened my eyes. Like it's it's amazing. So I'm you know very passionate about helping people out. And like so next year when that rolls around as well, and for continue oh, yeah. on the rest of the year until the May second as a definitely it will be telling people about it. But as well as beginning on to the next year, you know, I've learned a lot about this and how it works and so like we said go through the mda.org and go there and, and pledge any any dollar amount will help out you know on top of that check out our facebook page we're yep. going to put the website up there yep. we're going to put the address so you can put money into the account yep you guys got to do it give yep. some money out there give it back give it back to people you know we 
we are a great podcast and we do a lot of things and uh the biggest thing is to get back to the community yep. and this is a big way to do that when brian was just talking when we were off that um of how important camp was to him and when he was a kid that there were so many kids that have types of muscular dystrophy where the kids don't come back the next year and you make these lifelong friends and you you build this this support system within the the group of of your your peers with mda or with md and then having the mda send these kids to camp every year that even though some of the kids don't come back i mean this is a huge moment for them um because my experience with md and mda hasn't hasn't started with Brian. We um, we raised money back home with a friend of mine whose brothers and sisters, stepbrothers and sisters, all had MD. Mm-hmm. Um, varying, you know, severities of it, but they all went to camp and they all talked about how important that family was. That, you know, support and the people that were always there to help them. So if you have an opportunity, you know, give or at least spread the word. Yeah, because, I mean, that, uh, yeah, if anything at all, tell people about it because, you know, like, of course, we all know how, especially more than ever, how we're socially connected. I mean, yeah. you tweet something out, it goes to everybody. And then if you hashtag it as well, hashtag MDA is awesome as well. So definitely when, you want, when you're talking about all this as well, do, do your hashtags out there because yeah. there's still people out there that don't know what hashtags are. And when, for example, for those listening at home that don't know what hashtags are, when I go on Twitter and hashtag MDA, Anywhere in the world that someone types in MDA, they'll find my post because yep. I typed MDA. So when you're talking about, especially any topic that you, you know of interest, hashtag it. Be like, at, after you do your link, after you do your post, put the in hashtag MDA or hashtag, uh, hashtag MDA Muscle Walker, hashtag Team Arrow. Do that as well. So that way, when people go and click it, it'll go anywhere all across the world. They'll be able to find it. So definitely, you know. Uh, yeah, and they'll, they'll definitely uh, show other people that use the same hashtag. Exactly. So, which is awesome. So definitely, it's all about sharing, you know, and connecting. And that's really important because think about it before. 15 years ago, people weren't as connected like this. Uh, you know, you'd have to wait for snail mail. You'd have to go, you know what I mean? you have to call someone or you weren't doing texting and instant messaging and all this like you are now. And it's amazing how connected we are to the world that you can Instagram a picture of your charity that you're doing and then, bam, it can get hit all across the world within seconds. It's, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, so. Well, if it was 15 years ago, we would still be waiting for our computer to move up. Oh, that's yeah, true. Much, That's yeah. a good point. And, you, yeah, you wouldn't be able to uh, talk on the phone as well at the same time as you're exactly. uh, on the Internet. You know, it would cut you off. So 56K. Yeah. Insane. Insane dial-up. We, we ain't got time for that, Deuce. Ain't nobody got time for that. So uh, we're going to take a small break. Uh, and when we get back, um, we're going to talk about Deadpool. We'll talk about Deadpool. Talk about Deadpool. Woo! And we're back with the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. And, of course, we have our special guests from Team Arrow. We have Brian and we have Nicole. So uh, they're joining us on uh, for the rest of the episode. So yes, sir. Awesome, awesome. So uh, Brian actually has a uh, Deadpool T-shirt on, and I thought it would be the perfect timing to talk about it. Obviously, when you're listening to this episode, April Fool's have already happened. And, uh, yeah, April Fool's was kind of crazy this year. There's a lot of stuff that happened in April there Fool's. There was a lot of things that happened. What was April one of the Fool's? things that related to Deadpool, Deuce? Well, one of my favorites was they – Put the first ever, basically, uh, 
commercial ad, whatever you want to call it, guerrilla marketing of Deadpool out where he was talking to, as I like to call him, AJ Slater on uh, Extra about, you know, Deadpool, where Deadpool basically killed him with a light and said that the movie was going to be rated R because they'd been talking about this whole time. It's going to be rated PG-13. It's going to be rated PG-13. And Ryan Reynolds said himself in tweets that, hey, I'm in arguing meetings, like I'm in meetings with Fox, like I'm yelling, I'm screaming. Um, and word on the street, allegedly, allegedly, we've got to take the salt shaker and pour salt all over it. He gave up some of his money that he was guaranteed in his contract to get a backdoor deal and get percentages of the sales of tickets so the movie would be rated R, which from the commercial... It is now rated R, which was what I wanted from a Deadpool movie. I didn't want a PG-13 one. I think we're getting both. I think they're going to do it both. A cut? A really? PG-13 cut and an R cut? Really? You think so? Brian, tell me what you think. I think they're going to do it both ways. I think uh, along the way they're going to film uh, scenes for PG-13 and then do an R. And I have a feeling they are going to release both theatrical, which is going to be different. I can see it, you know, DVD, Blu-ray being released, R and PG-13. But right. I think they're going to do a double release theatrical. Ah, that'd be interesting. Wow. I don't, I don't like that knocks me out of my chair because, to be honest with you, I did not think that. Like, because I, I, I uh, pull the, the screen back on pre-show discussion, which we normally do with me and Johnny. When they said it was PG-13, I was like, I'm going to watch it on Blu-ray. When they said it's going to be rated R, I said, I'm going opening weekend, fork and screen, at the AMC Downtown Disney, and I'm spending as much money as humanly possible on that movie. Because if they're going to rate it R, which is what I want, I want to give them as much money as possible. But if it's PG-13, I'll wait and get on Netflix. But I'm going to represent the ladies here. I got two words for you. I don't care what it's rated. Ryan Reynolds. He's, that is a sexy motherfucker. He is dreamy. He is I'm super saying, dreamy. Have you seen his abs? I've seen his Holy abs. Holy goodness! That's his, what, his, that's that's his ten pack. I go to the yeah. gym every day. Yeah, like, he doesn't I want a, Ryan Reynolds. He doesn't have abs. a six pack. He has a ten pack. I mean, I'm just saying, on down like, to he infinity. makes Channing Tatum look like a bitch. Yeah, he does. Uh, Ryan, I actually been a big proponent of Ryan Reynolds for a long time. So let's get a little back into Ryan, who Ryan Reynolds is. If you've not heard who he is, which you should have, but. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is, you know, pretty much known for comedy. Like he was a, you know, very witty. You know, uh, was it Saving Silverman? He was in that. No, you got to go farther back. Further back. I met Ryan Reynolds when it was two guys, a girl, and a pizza oh, place. Yeah. I'm talking the way, way no, back. Machine, he was fine in that. The show introduced all of us brown coats to Nathan Reynolds. Two guys that grow on a pizza place. Oh, so that's how far back in the way, way back machine I take Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, and I love for Ryan. He was Reynolds. fine. He was fine in that. Uh, but the show, eh, show uh, you know. Uh, but Ryan Reynolds, you know, he went and did an awesome. That's hard. That's hard. Like me, it, me and Nicole right now, we're like. No, I'm stink no, facing no, no, no. you. Yeah, we're stink facing right. you. We're stink okay. facing your face off. It's okay. We're it was part right. of the Ryan Army. You need to get yeah. with it. I love Ryan Reynolds. Okay, I've seen everything he's done, but I'm just saying, like, you know. Still, the show was okay. Was right. Still the funniest. I watch it every time it's on TV is The Proposal with Sandra Bullock. Oh, my God. That's such every a great time. movie. Why that did not send him higher in the stratosphere of Hollywood, I don't know. Because well, that movie made so much money. It made stupid money. And he is freaking hilarious in it. And yeah. you get to see his ass. 
Well, that's the that's thing is, but the, but the thing is, is, like Ryan Reynolds. When I go, when I talk about Ryan Reynolds, I go back to Waiting. I don't know if you've seen oh, that yeah. movie. Yeah, that movie great, was great hilarious because, yeah. especially if you've been in the food making, you know, oh, industry, you've been in the food and beverage industry, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, been in a restaurant, working mm-hmm. restaurants. You kind of know that. Wasn't there's Van Wilder first though? Van Wilder was before Van that. Wilder, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so like that kind of kickstarted who Ryan Reynolds was. Um, ew. And then, ew. What she's like, ew. Oh no! What's going on, Nicole? No, the the don't say food service and Van Wilder in the same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, he, he's just really funny. He's witty. Uh, he's charming. He's good looking. Um, and also another movie I love is Just Friends. You guys remember that with yeah. Amy Smart? Great, great hilarious, movie, yeah. hilarious. He was so funny. Good so, message uh, in that one too. Very, yeah, very good yep. message. Uh, very good message. Um, also, I loved him, even though half this audience probably will not agree. I loved him in Blade Trinity. I thought he was excellent in that. I did too. I think he was the best part of the whole damn movie. I thought he was awesome. He was quick. He was yeah. witty. Was that Deadpool? What? It, it, to be honest with you, Brian, actually, it, you. it makes a good damn point. Like, he, he, if you take that character from Blade Trinity yep. and put the Deadpool mask on it, it's pretty much Deadpool. Yeah. It really is. Well, and that's the thing is like I, I, the internet community blew up, and let's 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 talk about why this movie's being made because the internet um, community blew up when was it some sort of like was like a teaser or no, it was like it was a, the original CGI trailer for the movie which they had made for the movie when they were thinking about doing it right because before that pre- previ- previous to that you had the horrible Deadpool uh, eh, adaptation I say horrible well, they, the, the, the first half Williams. the first, yeah. first half, half when it was Ryan Reynolds when he was, he was fine yeah. Was Wade, yeah yeah Wade which Wilson was awesome. Yeah. But the very last half of Wolverine Origins, ooh, yeah, um, the internet community was like, this is not Deadpool. Why Where's my chimichangas? <laughs> Why didn't he have a mouth? Yeah. Weird. Really weird. Why did he shoot things from his eyes? I, I do not have an answer for that question. Uh, but because of that teaser CG trailer, well, the internet... Well, that was why I knew something was up, because they dropped that CG trailer the weekend of Comic-Con, yep. and I was like, Okay, this can't be coincidence. And like, the biggest comic book thing of the year, they dropped this supposedly secret backdoor, like, oh, we made this for the movie and nobody liked it and Fox didn't like it and we dropped it. No, they dropped it because they wanted to gauge the temperature of, like, hey, do people want a Deadpool movie? Do they care? And then the internet blew up. It damn near shut down. Yeah, Twitter day. actually had the yeah. fail whale actually came up, if you guys know what that is. Yeah. It's when Twitter is overloaded uh, – Pretty much, you can't go into Twitter or out of it. It just freezes yeah. up. And, and you, you have get the an upside-down bird, which yeah. we call the fail whale. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's uh, exactly what happened. So, it's like they knew what they were doing. I no, wear I red mean, because they can't see my blood. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they, they knew what they were doing for right. that. And that's the reason why I think that it blew up the way it did. And they got as much money as they did. Well, and the thing is, is like, uh, I hate to be devil's advocate here. Um the Ryan Reynolds was in a movie uh, as a superhero um, called uh, Green Lantern, and that movie bombed. It bombed. It bombed. It bombed. The problem was is that so many people had said, "Well, he could play two characters. He could play Deadpool, or he could play yeah. Green Lantern." And yeah, I can see how he's Hal Jordan, but the whole world was looking at Hal Jordan as being someone else. Mm-hmm. I.e. Nathan Fillion. And yeah. if it had been him, then the whole world wouldn't have had an issue with with Ryan Reynolds being well, anything else. No, well, I think also, it was the script. Though I don't care who was in there. 
Yeah, the script was bad. I think it was way hope over heavily done with CG. And also, I went with a friend and said, hey, I'm going to go see uh, Green Lantern opening weekend. He said, no, I'm not going to go see it. I said, why? And he said, because he can either be Deadpool or he can be Green Lantern. If I spend my money to see Green Lantern, they think that's what they want to see, not Deadpool. So he thought not spending his money to see Green Lantern meant he would get the Deadpool role. And I'm like, no, I don't think that's the case, buddy. I think you need to just spend your money. And he went and saw some other bullshit. And I was like, okay, whatever. So, it, But then the problem is is when you have a big flop, box office flop, I don't care who's in it. It could have been Matt Damon. Yeah. The studio execs look at that and they go, oh, well, do we well, want to take a chance it. on something Once else like this again? Once he got done with Green Lantern, how long was it before his name even got entered in the conversation? That movie was like three years ago. Right, And it right. took it's a, been a while. hot minute for his name to Seriously. get like, yeah. clean. Like, so that he shows had to go you. do yeah. like, indie pictures. Right. He had to go do all these other movies. To kind of get the stench off his name before, but I don't think do it this. was just Green Lantern. I think a lot of people were were still irritated with the whole Deadpool from Origins. Oh, both. It's a that combination of both. I think that th- it was kind of like they had to tread in the water and they had to decide how they wanted to go, and yeah. they had to say, "Okay, this is what we want to do," and we're going to drop this and put our feelers out and say, "Is this going to work?" Yeah. And it was the right time for a bunch of people to come back because the comic had come back. Yeah. I mean, he'd been like top cosplay at conventions all over oh, the place. forever because it's the cheapest I cosplay mean, you can get. I mean, I think this was a perfect time for it. And then attaching Ryan Reynolds to it the way it needs to be done, you know, letting him shine the way he really should shine, you know, I think that helps. Well, and also, you, you got to look at it, too. Not everyone that goes to the movie theaters is as hardcore comic book fans as we are that reads comic books and knows the history. It's like, right, not everyone does, right, goes into it. They go in to have enjoyment in the theaters, I go right? for the fun of it. Right, you yeah. go to have fun, you go to the enjoyment of the theaters, but you also got to realize this is not the first time that audience confusion has happened. Think about it this way. I remember when the Fantastic Four movie came out. There is a uh, an actor in there who played... Uh, Human Torch. You're talking to Chris Evans? Chris Evans. Captain America. And I remember when Chris Evans got announced as Captain America, the audience goes, mm-hmm. no, I don't get this. He's He did that crappy uh, Fantastic Four movie. He did that crappy uh, Heroes knockoff movie. And like so like he's like people were looking at him and they're like, who's Chris Evans? So it's and then when they decided to have him cast as Captain America, how could you have someone in the same Marvel universe? Like, I, it doesn't make sense. It's the same guy, and uh, obviously, people have short, you know, you know, short-term memory, so they, they've forgotten well, about. I think the greatest thing is they actually put the Human Torch in the original first Captain America movie. Like, you see the original Human Torch, which was a robot that's in when they go and see Stark, and he shows the hover car. There's the original Human Torch there, which is kind of an Easter egg to say, hey. We understand he used to play the Human Torch in Fantastic Four, but Chris Evans, I think, is probably, in my opinion, probably the greatest thing to happen to the Marvel movies. I think he's my favorite character, hands down. Yeah, and well, favorite actor. Yeah, well, he's good. Uh, I really like him. I think he does the he he work. It's changed who he was as as an actor. It's obviously catapulted his career. The same thing with anyone that's involved with Avengers has catapulted them. Now, with Ryan Reynolds, the reason I bring that up is because Ryan Reynolds now, he has a lot of pressure on him now. Like, this movie's got to succeed. You know it's going to make a lot of money, even if it 
it's just opening week in money. It's going to make yeah. a lot of money. I predict hundred million easily, easily going in the, the because of the Deadpool phenomenon. Yeah. Before even Ryan Reynolds was even uttered, before the Wolverine Origins movie was even about, there's been a Deadpool following for years. Yeah. Years. Sure. So like, I mean, Deadpool is especially in the underground community. People know who Deadpool is, and now that he's kind of more broad, more you know mainstream, uh, people love Deadpool and they love who he's about. He's a merc with the mouth, right? Let's just bring exactly. it back to people yeah. that for some reason, there might be some people that don't know who Deadpool is. We can't assume, uh, you know, he was originally an assassin, a yeah. mercenary, uh, paid to go do his thing. And he was very stoic at first. He wasn't yep. very talkative. Well, he was a Deathstroke yep. knockoff. Exactly. what he was to begin with. <clears throat> and then he kind of grew from that. I think it was at New Mutants 27 was his first uh, canical debut yep. um, and he didn't talk much. Um, he was just going to do his thing and he was deadly. I mean, he he got paid, did his job, yep. he was out of there. His character is interesting though. He's very interesting. He was diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. On his deathbed, basically yep. gave up on life and uh, was given... The Weapon I, X formula. That's right. He wasn't yep. He wasn't even... I don't even think he was a mutant. Mm-mm. No. Um, he wasn't. He just he had was given, cancer. Yeah, and it cured him a little bit, but they called him Hamburger Face because his face is all He looks all up. burned and oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But he has uh, Wolverine's healing. Healing factor. Yep. yep. So that's the thing. So this is great. We're giving people a little tutorial of who Deadpool is because we can't assume everyone knows who Deadpool no, is. No, and they, they're not going to know who Deadpool is, and that's the thing. Like, when you go into a movie like this, you got to know. Like, you're not going to know the whole backstory, mm-hmm. but... I think Deadpool has got a big enough name that oh, yeah. not only the, the true fans are going to go see it, I think there's enough people on the fringe, if you will, mm-hmm. that are going to be like, you know what, let's check this out. And plus, I don't care who you are. Ryan Reynolds is a big enough name. I think he can carry a movie. And plus, you got Maureen Bacom. <coughs> Maureen Bacom, who is from Firefly. Who's going to be in the movie as well? Who's got a big enough name? And there's a lot of other names that are going to be in this she's film. She's a beautiful actress. Oh, she's gorgeous. She is super gorgeous, and she's going to be. She was uh, on V. She, she was, was on V. Oh. Yep. Remake. She, yep. yep. And then she was also she was, in Homeland. Yep. She right. was on Homeland. And she's been all over amazing, the spectrum. Yeah. Like so, I think it's hitting different audiences. I've seen her in other things, and like that's well, see, so great. that's the thing with the people that they've cast for this movie. I think they've kind of basically did the uh, shotgun approach, if you will. They hit. Every demographic that's like, oh, this is drama demographic, this is comedy demographic, this is the comic book demographic. Right. Like they try to hit everybody because when you look at advertising, there's a there's a there's a box, there's a four point box, and they want to hit everybody in that box. Like, hey, we've got everybody in this box who wants to go see this movie, so we know it's going to make money. Well, and also, you know, Brian and I talked at Sci-Fi Bartow about this, and you and I talked about this thing about the mention as well several times in other podcasts about Guardians of the Galaxy because Guardians of the Galaxy was the wild horse. It was the dark horse. No one, the wild card, if you will. No one knew how that was going to do. No, not at all. And and the thing is, is like now that that was like the number one grossing domestic film of 2014, that blew the doors wide open for lots of movies, you know, like, Ant-Man coming up and everything. So people now have even more of a faith in Marvel because, you know, I think people are going to be like, all right, well, Deadpool is going to be amazing because of all these movies that preceded it. Because think about it. If Marvel didn't have a good track record, people probably – people, fans of Deadpool would go see it, but the Marvel-going audience probably wouldn't. We were talking about this the other day. Yeah. Is that we – Marvel's mastery from the the beginning of all of this, I think they had it planned out very well that – 
they weren't going to pigeonhole anybody anybody no so even even these even these actors who have always been something else you know you s- expect chris evans to always be that wisecrack and whatever he was in hu- as human torch right but years have gone by and he's done so many other things so um, like snowpiercer f- for you guys listening at home snowpiercer amazing movie. it's amazing on netflix Puncture. yep um, like which is one. a totally a, totally a film festival flick yep. but it was one of those movies that changed him as an actor that if I had not seen that movie I probably would have thought Human Torch but yep. I've seen that movie and I said there isn't anybody else that should play Steve Rogers right at the at, I mean the bare minimum of what I know about him right I mean I know all of the outside stuff you know like because I read it on you know Wikipedia the internet or whatever, whatever. yeah TMZ. I mean I know just enough yeah but the point hey <laughs> I'm a girl, but geez. Um, but the point is, is that Marvel's mastery is that they take people and they take things that don't seem like they're going to do anything, and they they are amazing and they bring even more people to it. Mm-hmm. Had I not seen Guardians of the Galaxy, I probably wouldn't have cared, and I wouldn't have seen Guardians of the Galaxy if Chris Pat- Pratt hadn't been in it. Hell no, because Chris Pat is amazing. Pratt, Pratt, Pratt. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Chris Pratt that, is amazed balls. I love Chris Pratt, well, and he's been so hilarious on Parks and Rec. And I've loved this guy for years. And when they said he's going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm like, jump yourself in the way back, way back machine in the CW show. Oh, Everwood! Everwood. Ever- oh, give me a high five! Ah! Oh, round for the Everwood! Oh, wow! Right? God, I love Everwood. This podcast I just right? love Everwood. Bright Abbott. Ooh, Deuce just made me Everwood. have hard. Hard post editing on that because of the limit breaks on that. The, I don't even give the decibel shit. meters went off on that one. Oh my god, I love Everwood. We like have all me four and my seasons. Mom and my at dad home. every Monday would watch Everwood together. Even when I left the house and I had my own apartment, every Monday night I would come to my mom and dad's house, and mom would make us dinner, and we would all watch Everwood together. on the WB network. On the okay. WB. Oh, okay, because I lived in the sticks and I didn't have cable, so I didn't watch it. I binge watched it after the fact. So yeah. I watched it all on DVD. And I'm just like, oh my God, I can't believe this show. So that was my introduction to Chris Pratt. Yeah. Had Chris Pratt not been in that movie, had no. people assumed that he couldn't play that part, that he right. couldn't be. I, yeah. But, but, I mean, I still exactly. th- but I still think Sorry. people didn't think he could do it because of this reason alone. If you did not watch part, the average audience, um, mm. Did not who know who Chris Pratt was. If you didn't know what Parks and Rec was, what else can you other what else, what other huge thing can you attach his name to before Guardians? Nothing. That's what I'm saying. Like, the man so man. it was st- it was still a uh, uh, you know Russian roulette for for Marvel to put this out because he'd mentioned Marvel Studios Productions and the first film to be in the Marvel Studios production was Iron Man One. Yep. Iron Man One's yep. the one that kickstarted this whole phenomenon. Yep. Uh, thanks to Robert Downey, I mean, it revitalized his career. Uh, but Chris Pratt being so did such a good job in Guardians of the Galaxy. Now that Chris Pratt his whole career is taken off, Jurassic World or Jurassic World, yeah, Jurassic, Jurassic World, yeah, the Jurassic yeah. World. So like he he he's sky you know sky. Uh, I'm, I'm skypulted. I just put two words together. It catapulted, skyrocketed. There you go. And it, there's a deucism for yep, the yep, old yep. Uh, happy hour uh, uh, soundboard there. Uh, anyway, so his career has taken off, and it's like now he is a household name. But before Guardians, you know, you know, you knew who you knew who um, girl played uh, Gamora. 
What's her name? Oh, you mean the one that played uh, Hora in uh, yeah, yeah, Zoe Saldana. Yeah, so she was a Hora, she was Gamora, and she's been in other things as well. So she's had you know a following. Well, she's been in Avatar, which is yeah. probably right. the only similar thing that people from this genre would know. Exactly. But Our people Star complained Trek. about Trek, her yeah. as Gamora too. Yeah. So, and on top of that, they complained about you know Batista. They're like, oh my god, this professional wrestler is going to be in this huge, high budget Marvel movie, and he's a fucking WWE wrestler. And it's like, but that's what I'm talking about. The pigeonholing is is what Marvel has done worlds to turn around. Because exactly. you you think that Batista is not going to provide any importance. He knew what his role was, and they played to every strength, strength yep. that, that he cast. had. Yeah. Yes. So every single thing. That happened. Could you imagine any other person delivering those lines? No, not at all. Quick, quick story about Batista here. I'm a huge fan of AMC Movie Talk, uh, John Campia and crew. And uh, he had a chance to do the press jacket and talk to Dave Batista. Dave Batista told him straight out, "Yeah, I'm not the greatest actor." And he was, you know, forthcoming with that, saying, "I'm not the greatest actor." Um, so when I pick roles, I pick roles that are suited to me. And so, uh, but James Gunn said the same thing. Yeah, and, J- James and Gunn Rio as well. Yeah, he he did say that Batista, you know, suited the role what we needed right. for for I Drax. Agree. Well, and that's the thing is like you and I had talked about it. Like you heard of you actually knew what Guardians of the Galaxy was before the movie because yes. we had talked about this. But there's a lot of comic book fans that I know that didn't even read Guardians of the Galaxy walking into it. Like I know personally, I knew of Guardians of the Galaxy, but I had not actually read a single issue of Guardians of the Galaxy before going into Guardians of the Galaxy. So it was that dark of a dark horse, you know, um, that people didn't know, and then obviously it blew up. So now you get movies that you can kind of experiment with that people are going to be like, hey, like Ant-Man, who knows how Ant-Man's going to do, but people are going to go check it out because Paul obviously Rudd. Paul Rudd's amazing. The but pedigree. Yeah, but I think the reason why um, Guardians of the Galaxy did so well was because James Gunn, because you guys mentioned his name. James Gunn is a phenomenal director. He knows characters. He's kind of like Joss Whedon in that way where he, he gives everyone their own sc- enough screen time so you have justification of why they're doing it. Because think about it. When you have a super team, you have to – you know, battle the egos, right? They all have their own, you know, uh, arcs that they're trying to go to. And with Joss Whedon and Avengers, he, Avengers, he did such a great job of giving everyone their own screen time that you kind of had a little bit of personal, intimate time with each character. You kind of develop with them and learn who they are. And it didn't help uh, hurt that they had all these movies preceding it as well. But with Guardians, you just jumped right into it. And I think that's what's so great about Guardians is it was a space opera. It wasn't anything you had to know. It wasn't. I didn't even feel like a comic book movie. It just felt like a, it was just a really good James Gunn movie that happened to be in the Marvel Universe. And that's the reason why that worked. And I think that really kind of catapulted Everything that Marvel's going to do, uh, Ryan Reynolds in that little teaser uh, thing after Comic Con. I mean, I I have a really good feeling that this is going to do really well. And as long as Ryan Reynolds stays true to who he is, you know, and they stay, you know, to Deadpool as well, then I think the fans are going to blow it and eat it up, and they're going to share it. It's going to grow organically. People can be like, "Hey, did you see that?" Like like with the trailer, they're going to be like, "Hey, did you see that uh, Deadpool movie? Go check it out. It's awesome. I want to come back and see it. All their friends are going to see it. This is going to be a movie people are going to see multiple times in theaters. So I think yeah. that's. You know, well, and so was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, people saw that more than word, more word than of once. mouth is yep. what. Gork, yep, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. was one of I think it had to be le- less than five movies to uh, drop out of number one for a couple weeks yeah. and then go back to number one. Yep, there's only been a, a handful of movies that have done that. 
But I think they're real. The as as a non comic book reader that will probably get booed at this table, but the the goal of I think Marvel Studios is to make a movie that doesn't turn off every single comic book reader. Like it's true enough to the character, but it also presents itself well on screen and brings in an incredible amount of an audience that's not comic book savvy. I mean, I'm not, but I know enough about the characters to be like, well, that was kind of hinky. I don't really agree with that. But I knew nothing about Guardians, and I love it. I know very little about Deadpool and probably will because Ryan Reynolds is attached to it. But, I mean, loved Iron Man because Robert Downey Jr. was attached to it. And I'm sorry, but Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Yep. Like if you think about his whole persona, he is yep. very much definitely. Yeah. He pretty much was Iron Man before Iron Man. When was he created. says, I mean, when he yeah. says, "What are you without the suit?" Yeah. And yeah. I can't remember exactly the order that he says it in, but that's pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I treat you know the way, and I think you and I touched on this uh, at Sci-Fi Barto, but like I treat these as separate entities, like these comic book movies, because you're not gonna be able to please everybody. Remember when the I think actually if you go back even further back in 2000. When the first X Men movie came out, that was really what jump started this whole comic oh, book yeah, movie dude. phase. Where's right. my yellow yeah. spandex? Yeah, exactly. See, they was paying homage to the fans that read the books. Why was Rogue so much younger? It's a different alternate universe. I mean, it's a different universe, and that's but see, it was it was weird because I was a non comic book. Oh, ah, sorry. Because <laughs> I'm talking with my hands. Exactly. No, she's fine. I'm I'm playing with the audio. You're fine. Um. I don't even know what I'm saying. Forget it. You were saying Rogue was so much younger. Yes. She was so much younger, and it it was not the. Again, it was not the the world that I grew up with. Yeah, it's not I grew the up with X Men. The animated series, like, right? The animated series, which was more based, I think, on Uncanny. Yes. No. It, yeah. The, on, the uncanny, animated yeah. series to me was more of like the '80s, you know. X-Men. Yeah, me. but Rogue wasn't... Um, but, the, but the series, it was Uncanny X-Men. Uncanny X-Men yeah, is what yeah, it's based yeah, definitely, on. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, because yeah, you had a Young Jubilee and everything else yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So like, uh, But no, I agree with you because it's like you're not going to be able to please everybody. You, 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 But you want... I And I've been told I've been wrong on this too. But I, also, I feel like a good director is going to do their homework, right? And they're going to try to throw in little nuggets to the fans that... They're not going to be like, oh, they're going to try to shoehorn things in. You know, obviously some movies do that and they fail, like X Men Three, uh, throwing Juggernaut in there and all that. So like, there's there's certain moments where yeah, you try to throw something, shoehorn something in, and it doesn't work, and the audience will tell you. You know, Deuce and I are big proponents of vote oh, with yeah. your wallet. Vote yeah. with your wallet. Like that's really like if you believe in something, go try to go opening or at least the first week of that movie and people will see that it's yep. huge well, so. I, I have something to say then because uh, the main factor is we're talking about Marvel Studios and we're talking about Deadpool and all that yep. we gotta know this is a Fox movie yes with the Marvel thank logo thank you sir right. but last year Fox proved that they can do it Days of Future Past that they re they movie. reinvented yep. the, their because what they do they have you know rights to certain Marvel characters so X-Men and of course, Deadpool falls into that category because they've got the rights to the mutants, and they've got the rights to Fantastic Four. Those are the only two things they've got rights to left. Yeah. So um, the question is, can Fox um, do it twice? I mean, Days of Future Past was well. I guess this would be the third time. First Class was good. 
Yeah, first class is really good. And then uh, Days of Future Past was beautiful. I mean, like the, it was beautifully shot. You know, the Quicksilver. Brian scene. Singer is amazing. Well, and, but people people poo pooed the oh, what is his name? The kid that plays Quicksilver in that movie. They poo pooed him and they whined and complained about him being American Horror Story. Blah, 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 blah. Really? Didn't he do an Evan Peters? Job? I Evan Peters was fantastic. Job ever. That, yeah, Evan Peters. He was like, great. Forty five seconds of magic to have yeah. Evan, awesome. Pe- yeah. Evan Peters is amazing. I met Evan it's Peters. That guy is amazing. fantastic. Yeah. He's a class act. I got to meet him at EgaCon last year. He's an amazing guy. Uh, and like he gives us all. He loves it. He does his homework. He kn- he's on time. He knows his he knows his all of his lines. He's well read. He he usually does a lot of stuff on one t- to two takes. Like I've I've done homework on this guy. This guy is amazing. He he is some people have it at birth, and he has it at birth. And I, I'm a big fan. I've not seen American Horror Story, but I know other things he's done. It was, but he was, he was, he was very good yep. in American Horror Story. Oh, he's amazing but in I American Horror Story. But I think that, again, with the pigeonholing, though, it's like, oh, well, you know. And it didn't help that you have, you know, uh, you have Age of, Age of Ultron has a Quicksilver in it, and it's played by someone else. So uh, what's his name? Aaron from Kick-Ass. Taylor Johnson, yeah, from who Kick-Ass. was in Kick-Ass. Yep. And Evan Peters was in Kick-Ass, which well. was his buddy. Yeah. Uh, um, ass kicker, right? Yeah, yeah ass yeah. kicker. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but well, I think that's a big thing because they said that? they had to make such a big difference, and they also have to. They can't talk about when it comes to Quicksilver and when it comes to Scarlet Witch. They can't, they can't talk say about. Mutant. They can't say mutant. They they're, can't say mutant at all. They're miracles. Their miracles yep. are their. I think. I think you might even call metahumans when it comes to Marvel's Agents of Shield, which is also in continual. They can't say gifted either, can they? They can't say gifted. There, there's wow, I didn't know lot, there's all these caveats. Yeah, there, yeah wow. there's all these caveats when it comes <laughs> to the MCU, which is a Marvel Cinematic Universe, which Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is on ABC, uh, can talk about. There's only certain words they can use, and that's why... Well, you know they've got to, They cannot talk about Magneto's being yeah. their father. There's well, a lot I of was, rules. Yeah. Um, so they can say that they're brother and sister. Um, and I don't think this is really a spoiler because I'm pretty sure everybody knows this is how they're created in Age of Ultron uh, because of the end scene of Winter Soldier. I believe it was Loki's staff that creates them. Yeah, I think they're going to say like they shot him with Loki's staff and some of the juice that came out of that is going to be what makes sense. This is conjecture here with conjecture. the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. Yeah, so. conjecture totally so yep. we don't get sued our pants off by yeah. Marvel this Studios. Is, this is but, conjecture. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, I think that's probably exactly what's going to happen. And, you know, that's the thing with the with the Fox Studios productions. You know, they can use mutants and things like that, which, thank God, they can because now we're going to have this Deadpool movie, which I want to put as much money in as possible because I'll tell you this right now, and it's one point I didn't get to make earlier, was if we spend money, if Deadpool makes a ton of money, because the budget on Deadpool is small. It is very, very small. Well, what, no, let's let's. Well, what, well, what's small? I didn't even hear yeah, the budget. Is the budget like? Are we talking fifty million? 60 it's million? going to be more than that. But it, let's let's. The reason why I, I want to preface this budget. Is uh, budgeting is relative, right? Depending on right. the type type of film. So, like nowadays, like you think about the when Super, uh, was it Superman Returns when that yeah. came out, it, it, uh, that was a two hundred eighty five million dollar production. That is the, that's a huge budget. That's considered a huge budget now. It's Transformers three hundred three hundred million yeah. uh, budget. Those are considered huge budgets. 
uh, when you go that all that doesn't the, even include marketing. Right. No, no, no. That doesn't include marketing. That's so just to film the movie. Right. So now when you consider a small budget, yeah, fifty million is small. Eighty million is small. You know, like that's that's considered small. So I'm assuming it's gonna no go no more than eighty million to no, make. Not at all. Easily. Especially with being R rated, they yeah. probably had to jack the budget down even lower with right. it being R rated. So I want to spend as much money as I can on this movie. Right. Because <laughs> if this eighty million move eighty million dollar Movie makes four, five, six, eight hundred million dollars. That's going to tell Marvel, like the big Marvel studios, hey, these MCU movies, we can make an R rated one. We're going to get the money if they get 80 or excuse me, eight hundred million dollars out of an 80 million dollar worldwide. Yeah, worldwide out of an 80 million dollar Deadpool movie. I think you put that kind of money into it, it's going to show them, hey, we can, you know, we can make an R-rated MCU movie. People are well, going to go see it. If uh, that's the case, then uh, two characters off the bat that they just got back are Ghost Rider and Punisher would be True. Well, Blade. I guess that would be three yeah. rated yeah. R movies. Yeah. Well, it, see, the thing with that is, in my opinion, I think all three of those are perfectly made for Netflix, which they're doing the Deadpool, yep. Yep. which is coming out that's the a great weekend idea. after next. Uh, you know, they're doing Deadpool. And da- I Daredevil. Love- Daredevil, yeah, Daredevil, yep. which is going to be awesome. And on top of that, they've they actually put out a new commercial which said Daredevil, the first of the Defenders, because they're doing five series and all of them are going to get together and do the Defenders as like a mini series with all six yeah. of the heroes. So I think that's a great, great way to basically. Uh, but tell if you them. go back to what we were talking about earlier, when we we're talking about continuity of the character. Yeah. We we come off of a Trinity of Blade movies. Yeah. We've come off of two Punisher movies, right? Yep. And Punisher um, and Punisher Warzone. And then who, what else? Two Ghost Riders. Yep. Two Ghost, Ghost Rider Riders, movies. Ghost so, Rider and Ghost Rider so Spirit of Vengeance. So now it's like Netflix would be a great place to reinvent that character, give everybody a taste, yeah. and then introduce them into the universe. Yep. You know, I agree wholeheartedly. And also, yeah. Netflix is blowing up. Let's let's be honest here, because like they, before Netflix was just a you know it was a competitor it was a, it was a competitor to Blockbuster and other services, right? Yeah, and then now it was like once once uh, Netflix was the, it was the top dog, now everyone else kind of fell down. Blockbuster closed their doors. Even Redbox has had to change the way they do business mm-hmm. to compete. Uh, and Netflix, people took them seriously because when they first started doing shows like House of Cards and Orange Is the New Black, I mean. The whole internet exploded. They're like, wow, you're getting, quote-unquote, HBO-quality programming on Netflix. I'm going to go to Netflix and pay more subscription because I'm not just going there to see movies from the 80s, seeing you know some great Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. I'm going to see this amazing new content that's being put out. And it's mind-blowing to me because like now it's kind of changed the whole – you know dichotomy of how we do movies and television and, and this whole deal with uh you know daredevil is it's really changed gonna... the way we watch tv yeah the, the way we the way yeah the way we consume media has changed right that if i can watch an entire season of something and catch up on it so that i can talk to my friends now yeah. i mean like i we watched part of the first season of the orange is the new black and we haven't gone back to it because we've been busy with other things too. So now I can get I can binge watch everything that I need to watch mm-hmm. and then I can talk about it with all my friends. Sorry. With all my friends and and go on from there. I mean, I can I can watch everything with the click of a remote as opposed to having to wait for something to come out, you know, on 
DVD or whatever. When, and when you're winning awards, I mean, they take you seriously. Like when exactly. these when these I mean, these programming Netflix these shows are winning awards house, now. The last two Emmys, yep. the last two Emmys in a row, they've cleaned house. Yep. Like my mom was like, "Hey, write this down. I want to watch it on Netflix because she's got a Netflix account." And I was like, "Oh, House of Cards, Orange is the New Black." Well, la- last year, I want to say that Netflix in total, um, twelve Emmys. Easily, yeah. Easily, Easily yeah. 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 I mean, they cleared house. So the last few people years are taking Emmys, Netflix so, more yeah. seriously now. It is a big dog now. It is a competitor, and yeah. that's why it's no surprise that HBO is doing this whole HBO Now app that you're gonna get. You know, that way they can kickstart people in the areas. Of, hey, you you don't have HBO yet? You don't need a c- cable subscription. You can go through if you have an Apple account for the next three months. You can watch Game of Thrones. You know, on our product, etc. And like, so like, it's it's really blown up because. I don't. I don't have cable. I'm a cable cutter. I've been a cable cutter for years, and because of Hulu and Hulu Plus and Amazon Prime and Netflix, I'm able to catch up on all these shows. I'm able to watch Flash and catch up on Flash every single week as if I have cable and I don't have cable. I know exactly what's going on. I watch the entire series. It's amazing. So, like for me, it's like, you know, I I may not have cable, but I'm still connected and I know what's going on in the industry, and I I love it. And that's there's a lot of incentives now. Especially with HBO Go, or HBO Now coming out, of, of being able to cut That's that. That's just one of them. Of course, is a a mega episode split into two parts. As you're listening to this, we'll have a part one going up on Tuesday and a part two going on Friday. That we're telling you ahead of time. Uh, of course, we're on Twitter at HH Podcast Show. Um, look at our banner, Deuce, our beautiful banner. What are, yes. How can people find us on Facebook? You can find us at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud, which, which is, is our main hosting. Main host is soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast. And of course, we're on Twitch, as you're watching now. We are. Some of you are watching twitch.tv forward slash happy hour podcast, as well as YouTube, youtube.com forward slash happy hour podcast. And then uh, send us an email. We want to do a mailbag. We might, be, we might yeah. do an amazing live Twitch stream mailbag, mailbag extravaganza where podcast. we do mailbag actually out of the mail and then also people on top of that in. Do, do it if people live Twitch stream we can yep. do the Twitch stream we can do the Twitch stream and people the whole enchilada if you will definitely 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 so as always do there's three ways people can find us on the internet when they use their hashtags there's hashtag happy hour podcast hashtag HH podcast show and of course hashtag deuces on the loose later